My skin is black. What you looking at? My skin. Yeah, I feel so good to be black right now. Welcome to episode 32 of the Black and Fashion Podcast. It's been a long weekend, so hope everyone's doing well. I'm a little exhausted and tired, but got to get the people what they need, what they want. So as I was saying before, before I started my live a little early, then I started a little later on the podcast, I got some feedback this week from um, a listener about um, customer service that they had received from a black-owned brand. And I just think that... Um, as black owned businesses, we really gotta make sure that our level of customer service is at an old time high and old time part and how it actually does affect like our marketing and our sales, especially when we're in the world of like social media where people get blasted all the time um, and social media will come in and basically like cancel you or cancel your brand and we get in the world of like Yelp and Google reviews and it's so much competition out here that like customer service, like regardless of your product, customer service has to be like one of the number one things on your list so I wanted to address that um, the young lady had um, sh- expressed to me something that was said to her and the feedback that she was getting for someone was very condescending very arrogant very mean just because she asked a question about a product whether the person is your customer or not everybody is a potential customer so when you treat people like less than human you're like affecting your entire brand and you're also affecting like the integrity of your brand so some of the things i want to oh it's a question in the question box already hold on y'all i like to you know i like to answer y'all on the spot so just grab this and first question from the question box is to be honest i've experienced horrible customer service from black owned companies just filled with how can i see the whole thing service field with attitude, let me see. see. I'm not good at this because I should really be able to see the whole thing and I cannot see it. To be honest, I've experienced horrible customer service from black owned companies just filled with attitude and I wonder why I can't see the whole thing, I'm sorry. And I keep double clicking it too and it's not letting me see. The entire question. Can you write it in the comments, girl, so everybody can see it? I'm sorry. Can you write your questions in the comments so that way I can answer it completely because I can't see it. I can't see it from the question box, so if you guys could just write it in the comments, it'll be easier for me to like answer it that way. Can you hear me? Hello. Okay. Death. Definitely having some technical difficulties today. Okay. Like I said, sorry guys, write your questions um, in the comments so I can actually read the entire thing. I actually cannot see it from the, I can't see the whole thing if it's like longer than normal. So some of the rules to me, like when it comes, not even to me, just in the setting because I've worked in customer service and in design and in business for so long, there is like eight like go-to rules when it comes to customer service and like really good customer service rule. And the first one is probably the simplest thing that you would never even think of answer your phone that is customer service rule number one there's no reason to have like a contact in your business like oh this is my contact number this is text phone blah 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 if you don't answer it if you're not responsive if you are busy and you are a one man show or a one woman show you need to designate a certain amount of time during out the day where you're like okay i'm going to respond to all of my texts at this point i'm going to respond to all of my um phone calls and or voicemails at this point 
or designate someone to do it for you. But to be unresponsive is t a turn off as a consumer. And if we can't get to you to ask maybe like little questions or minor questions here and there, you could be losing out on a lot of business simply from just not answering your phone. Um, you are always have the option of having like a personal phone or a business phone or like a Google Voice phone. So there's so many options out there when you don't have to necessarily have everything filtered through your personal line. But answering your phone is probably like the most important thing that you can do. Um, the first rule of customer service is that your business phone needs to always be answered, call forwarding or answering service. So I cannot stress that enough, enough, enough. Answer your phone. Number two, when it comes to customer service is don't make promises unless you will keep them. Um, I know this is a really, really big thing when it comes to like custom designers and things that are like made to order. Um, this doesn't happen too much and ready to wear, but if you know that you're overly uh, busy or if you know that you can't get something for a certain price, don't try to squeeze yourself to work into people's budgets and then you end up making promises you can't keep. Don't squeeze yourself to work into people's time frames because then you're making promises that you, don't, you cannot keep. Also, when it comes to custom clothing, I would say don't promise that it's going to look exactly like whatever they're showing you or whatever the inspiration is because you're guessing, you're recreating, and things happen within recreation. So number two, when it comes to good customer service, do not make promises unless you actually can keep them. No one wants someone that is not a person of their word and can't deliver when they want to. I even have the problem with doing this sometimes. Sometimes I go, oh, yeah, yeah, because you want to provide good customer service and we're constantly saying yes. We're constantly saying yes. Um, and what we need to do is learn how to take a step back, reevaluate the situation before moving forward. So what I do now is I actually like, you know what, I'm going to get back to you in the time or give me like what your ETA is and I'll give you a range opposed to giving someone an exact date on something, not knowing with life happening and with things going on within your own life and other clients and things going awry. Never give someone an exact date, like always give like a range so that way you're not making any promises that you can live up to in your business. So that's one of my big ones there. Number three, <laughs> listen to your customers. I'm not in a situation, I'm not, I'm not one of those people that feel like the customer is always right because that can be definitely not the case. It does happen all of the time where we feel like we know so much more than our customers do and that's fine. You are the expert within your business but as a business owner you are fulfilling a need where you're doing supply and demand. So when you're doing supply and demand what the customer's wants and needs are is your responsibility to take that feedback in. Now, if it's in a situation where it has nothing at all or this, you know, the customer's like completely irate, I completely understand. But you also have a right to refuse service with anyone that does not align with what your business ethics are and what your business integrity are. So um, it's better for you to actually like kind of analyze the people that you actually give service to as well. Like you don't have to take every customer that uh, makes an inquiry. You don't have to uh, make or build off of anyone who wants to come into your business. And all honesty should be a give take situation. It should never be like um, them needing you more than you need them. Like it's, it should go both ways. Just as much as you need the customer, you want to make the customer happy, the customer always needs you. So the listening has to be transparent on both sides. So make that something that is very, very crucial to your business. Like make sure that you're listening to and actually understanding your customer's needs opposed to being cocky in the situation and saying that you know more than them. Granted you do, but 
we need their feedback in order to be successful and we need their dollar in order to be successful. Number four, there's always a certain way to deal with complaints. And complaints can come in many different forms. They can come, you know, over the phone, via text, email, I mean, they can come to you. But the way of dealing with this is kind of goes back to the number three thing when it comes to customer service is actually like listening and really, really trying to find like a common solution that will make both parties happy. A refund is not always necessarily what is needed to resolve the issue. Um, sometimes if it's a replacement, sometimes it's something special that you can do to add to them to add to the experience. It's always something that can be, happen in order to um, bring the customer back down to, I'm not saying that they all out of weight, but like to bring them back into the service or back them into the product without them having um, ill manner or any manners like towards you. So no one likes hearing complaints and many of us have developed a reflex. Like, um, like can you please, wait, can you please all the people you can't please everybody. And that is like our common reflex because you're never gonna be able to please everybody. But if you shoot for greatness at all times, then you really won't even have like that issue a lot of the times. So that's like a big thing. Um, and your position in your, in your business and with the benefits that you could actually have, you could actually have like a, what we call like a client control thing, like a client control tactic. So have something actually set in place for when customers complain, when you get certain complaints. So that way it's like the same model in the business. So if you actually have something like set in stone and set in like your business structure, you will kind of know exactly how to deal with every situation like as they come about. And I know we don't normally like to think about these things in our business because we're hoping that every customer is gonna be satisfied with the way that we do things. But at the end of the day, if you already have like that control tactic, tactic and that control method already set in stone for your business, Everyone is getting the exact same customer service. You don't have to go and try to grasp advice about every situation like you actually can have a control method. And a control method is gonna be very helpful to you and your business at the end. And when it comes to people like leaving reviews or different experience or just like word of mouth, it's just gonna be a lot easier for you as a business owner, as a designer, if you have a control method, like actually like set in place. Now, um, number four kind of goes right in hand with dealing with complaints and it's just to be helpful regardless of like profit. No matter how much money you're making from this or how much money you are going to make from this, the, the level of customer service should honestly be the same. So whether the person paying, you know, uh, hundreds of dollars to a person that's paying a lot less, the customer service should be seamlessly throughout the entire process. Um, um, I think that sometimes we correlate money with what's important to us as a business owner and your money should not be correlated to what's right um, when it comes to customer service. Like, the well, they only pay such and such for this, so how can it be that? That's what you charge for that item. So you can't limp back into that and like, oh, well, I only charge you this, so I'm not gonna do that. That's not how it works. That's why you have to have like a certain retail pricing strategy when it comes to like your customer service. That way you don't have like these issues. <laughs> like, if you actually, because uh, that should be, your, I'm, I'm sorry, that should be your last reflex. Your last reflex should be, oh, well, you only paid this, so I'm not doing this and I'm not doing that, but it's like, that's what you charge. Like, so whatever number you put out there and whatever number you charge, like, that's what you should expect then. So a customer's gonna complain regardless because at the end of the day, they're spending their money. Anywhere it go, I'm spending my money. So no matter whether you charge me this person this much and you charge another person a different amount, customer service level should still be the same regardless. Um, and make sure you, that you set the pricing strategy that actually leaves room for that. 
when I do cost sheets and I do development for any of my my personal brand or any of my clients, I have a miscellaneous section worked into that. And within that miscellaneous section, it's like 10 or 15% of the cost of to make the garment that's actually made into the actual whole price of it, which is how I do my pricing strategy. So in miscellaneous is just that, if I gotta give a refund, if it ended up going on promotion, if there is a um, defect or something like that. So when you actually do your retail pricing and your costing based off of the fact that anything could happen in this one piece and I could possibly have to spend additional money, that's what miscellaneous costs are for. So I encourage you guys to work miscellaneous costs. It doesn't have to be 15% of the cost of goods. It could be 10% of the cost of goods, but there needs to be something worked into there where you can deal with trial and error when going through this different process, especially in custom. I can't stress that enough in custom and made to order have that shit worked in so that you don't end up in, like either losing in the end but also the customer also doesn't end up losing in the end no one has a bad taste in their mouth um let me just read this comment because it might be a question Oh, no worries, girl. <laughs> I'll make sure I save it so you can look at it later. It's also going to be on YouTube, and it's also the podcast is on Google Play, Apple, Spotify, Our Heart Radio, SoundCloud, Anchor. So you'll be able to listen and watch on YouTube. So you'll always be able to have access to all of these things. So let me keep going because I don't want to hear no one else telling me about how they got bad customer service and that. This the reason that prompted this episode is because the young lady told me like I recently started buying black because of listening to your podcast. So it really, really, really does hurt my heart when someone reaches out like, yo, I've been buying black and going, making sure I'm trying to support more black designers and buying from black brands because I'm listening to you. And this is what I'm getting back. Uh-uh, we're not going to do that. We're going to rise above this, and we're going to make this right. We're going to make sure our customer service is aligned on all points. Sometimes a person is not your customer, and you need to realize that from day one. If you already know that you can't satisfy somebody when they come in through the door, it's time to end all ties before it even gets to that point. I've heard so many horror stories about people just like, yeah, and I knew from day one that this was going to be a problem client. You have, like I said, you have the right to refuse service. So if you know from day one that someone is going to be a problem client, go ahead and just nip it in the butt as fast as you can and just call it a day. Now, when it comes to people who have multiple people working with them, you got to train your staff to move and have the same integrity as you. Um, and that comes to like, even when it comes to like doing quality control, the quality of the product, the way they deal with the customers, the way they speak to the customers. If you happen to hire an assistant, um, if you have people in your family that is also working with you, everybody has to be on the same accord, one accord, and everyone needs to have their exact same customer service lined up the same way. Whatever the core values are should be the same across the board. So when I say that, is I know people don't think of this too much when they're first starting out because the teams are smaller, but even if it's you and one other person or you and two other people or you if you hire interns, those interns have to be properly trained um, before they get into the ring because at the end of the day, everything that happens within that business is a reflection of you as an entrepreneur. And if you're a reflection of your business, everyone working for you should also be a reflection of your business. And you need to make sure that you're priding yourself on um, all of the integrity and all of the things that lines up into your business. Um, I just, 
I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine having someone work for me, and then they don't have the same values, same beliefs, and the same ethics as I do. And make sure that when you're interviewing people too to come on and board in your business, that you ask some personal questions too. And I'm just like that. I ask people how they deal in different scenarios, and what would they do if this happened and that happened. And those answers really do kind of show you the way a person's mind thinks or runs when it comes to dealing with the next person. And one of the hardest things in this world is to be able to understand the way another human being thinks and how um, to please someone else or even how to communicate with somebody effectively if someone is not like you. And sometimes a lot of our customers and our clientele are not like us. We do have to find that like relatable piece um, or like that common ground when dealing with certain customers because you got to find something alike or something common or really be able to stand other cultures, other ages, other ethnicities, how they think because you are servicing them as a need. So being able to understand like where they're coming from is a hard thing but if you set align these core values in in place for your company then you can also eliminate some of these obstacles that just happen to come in along the road now i think I, that was number six right number six was like yeah train your staff train the people around you um do it for yourself talk to your staff and keep the momentum up even when there are times where um we get those customers that may get us discouraged or a situation happens where we feel down about it and stuff like that we can't just have the conversation one time with like other employees or have the conversation one time with yourself which is perfectly fine. I've had several conversations to myself about different ways that I could have handled certain situations. So um, it's okay to like reflect and rethink on like, damn, I definitely could have handled that a lot better. And just continue to keep yourself motivated when you do get those um, not so great feedbacks or rude feedbacks. And I've even had someone like actually try to go full fledged and like completely like sue me. And I never let it deter me. I never let it break me down. I know that I handled the situation like at the best of my ability. So even when you have that come into your life, which could be heartbreaking for you, cause it's like, damn, like I really tried my hardest and it still wasn't good enough for this person. Maintain momentum and keep pushing forward like throughout your business, like regardless. So. So that you don't get down because that happens i never want you guys to give up so the number seven rule is to take the extra step um i know this can be difficult to take an extra step and um especially if in any way you feel that the client um or the if the client or the customer was wrong and the way that they did is wrong I swear in the long run, it's gonna pay off um, as far as you like actually taking that extra mile. Like for instance, um, if someone walks, um, this is just like, this is like a retail one, but it's just like a good example of like a retail one. For instance, if someone walks into your store and asks you to help them find something, don't just say like, oh, like don't just say it's an L3, which is what happens like when we had like our Targets, our H&Ms, our Forever 21s. And I don't really shop at these stores no more because I think that they have like, well, no, they don't do that Target. Target got good customer service. They actually will show you where where to go. But like, uh, yeah, Forever 21s, your H&Ms, like those are stores and stuff that I would probably never shop at again because the staff in there is so unhelpful and they don't know where anything is and they can't tell you where anything is. Nor do they even care to like they'll just point like oh it's over there somewhere 
And to me, that is one of the rudest things you can do in customer service. I get it. Y'all make minimum wage, but y'all chose to be here and you chose to work here. And even from like, not even from a, a work standpoint, like an integrity as a human, I'm a human talking to you as another human being. And you're not even acknowledging me. And I'm asking you for your help in the place where you work in your business. So I think that that is so important to make sure you're going the extra mile and that you're actually showing that each of your customers are important to you. All the way down like to your verb, like your verbiage. I have started myself to stop saying no problem. I don't know if that makes sense, but I call I find myself play, saying no problem all the time all the time and when I say no problem it initiates it as a problem so as a business owner I have stopped saying no problem to my clients when a client thanks me for something or wants me to do something I say it's my pleasure because it was never a problem to begin with and when you train yourself to even speak in that verbiage like even with I've stopped I've stopped saying um sorry for the delay like I don't say that anymore I don't I tried my best not to um even say the words that um uh, starts with an apology or like starts with a no problem or like any type of negative gesture I've changed up my verbiage in so many different ways when it comes to communicating with my clients and they appreciate it anytime I greet my clients I'm saying good morning I'm saying good afternoon I'm saying good evening I'm not just starting off my messages or writing and saying hey I don't do that because all of that is a form of who you who you are as a business owners your manners as a business owner and who you are as a company and the integrity of your company so I just want to make sure you guys like really try to train yourself to change your verbiage when it comes to your clients and train yourself to speak in certain ways when it comes to your clients. And um, even if some of your clients are your friends, you do need to put everyone in the business zone when they're paying for a service. If they're paying for a product or paying for the service, you must come out of friend mode, come out of I know you mode, and you have to get into verbiage. Like when, when people that I know even like, you know, ask me for business. I'm the same way. I'm sending invoices. I'm speaking to them the same way. Like it completely, it turns around and they think it's funny, but like I'm dead ass serious. Like if we're going to do business together, we're doing business together and that's it. So, um, I'm not about to play with y'all. Like I'm not. Like I'm not gonna play with like my friends and my business because sometimes those can ruin relationships completely just because you're too lax in the situation. Like you have to be able to separate the two um, as a business owner. Now I'll take the extra step. That was number seven. Okay, number eight was throwing in something extra. Okay, so. When it comes to throwing in something extra, I know it can be an expense on the business, which is why I was discussing with you guys when it comes to like the whole costing out your products and stuff like that and factoring in all of the different things that um, will help you pricing it out. So if you actually factor in, like as I spoke before, that miscellaneous thing, which like I said, should be 10 to 15% of like the cost of goods, you'll factor in promotional materials as well. So when you do have to get something away for free or you do want to throw in something extra, like you don't have to have a complete advertising budget if you work in the costing with those type of miscellaneous things where you might have to give away something for free or not charge for a service. Like I said, oh, I will knock $10 off because it is. I'm going to knock $15 off. Or, hey, if it's a big garment, like you might want to lock off one or 200 or get somebody 50% off. But when you work that stuff into your costing, you never have to worry about like going ahead and like losing something. If something didn't come out on time or you were rushing or somebody was like pushed in at the end, 
you're welcome. <laughs> and so they was like pushed into it at the end then and you try to rush and do a garment and then it come out the way it's supposed to. I found myself doing that in so many situations, just like having letting someone push, 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 push me into doing something that I know I don't have time to do. Know something that is like gonna require like a lot of hours that I just don't have the time to get. And I'll do it anyway and almost make myself crazy. Oops. Sorry, I think my phone's about to die. <laughs> I've pushed myself like many times to do that and then I end up, you know, feeling bad like, oh my God, I gotta give this person back their money. But all the while I've I factored that into the price knowing that it's a rush. So I've factored in a rush fee so that if I do have the discount or get something back, it's not hindering or hurting my business in any type of way. So I just say really, really encourage you guys to just think Put on your thinking customer service hat. Put on like your entrepreneur hat. And some of these things are so small and some seamless and that we really just don't think about it like on a normal basis. But I mean, that's why the Black and Fashion Podcast is here. Like I'm here like to be able to give you guys these tips and like for you guys to like learn and stuff like that. Um, and that's the reason why I even do this in the first place. So if I hear another complaint about a black owned business, we're gonna have a problem. <laughs> So the next thing I want to talk about is pricing. Um, I did have another feedback when it came to black owned businesses and how they feel that some black owned businesses are overpriced where they can go to another such and such place and they could get it for half the price. So I just want to say it like make, make it make a little bit more sense to why some black owned businesses cost a little more than others. I was having a conversation with um I can't remember. It was a friend, acquaintance, and associate, and we were talking about getting the, like what we where we go to get our waxes at. And I go to a black-owned spa to get my wax, and the person that I was speaking to goes to European Wax Center. She's like, "Oh yeah, I go there, and they cost this much." No, European Wax Center is a chain. Of course, they can give you a cheaper price for a wax because it is a chain so they have more average they have like a corporate office so of course they have way more money into their business where you think about a little black owned spot that i'm going to they have rent to pay they have electricity to pay they have gas bills to pay so of course their service is going to be a lot more expensive than one of a chain restaurant and a lot of black owned black owned spots and black owned businesses are not changed are not chain places of course chain places are going to be cheap like they're not paying anything for the the what's the word i'm looking for the materials that they're using they're not paying a lot like for the buildings that they're in because it's like they have so many of them and they get way better deals on stuff so when you try to compare a black owned business to one of a business that is established or even a chain restaurant it's just not even fair like at all so i just want to encourage you guys to not think about it on that scale where i can go here and get it cheaper yeah you can go there and get it cheaper for all the overhead exactly you paying for all the overhead right like i got way more overhead than european wax center like like i'm a business owner i'm an entrepreneur so like i said i just want to encourage you guys to also like not even try to put those two things in the same category because they don't correlate with one another like they don't really make sense so either you're for the culture and you want to build move the culture forward or you're not and I mean, not to say that everyone can be on that way because you also have to be able to afford these things as well. But to me, it's about quality over quantity. So I would rather go somewhere where I know I'm going to get a quality service and a quality product close to someone who's going to push me in and push me out the door so they can take more customers. And that goes the same way for like most of our, you know, 
nail shops too. Like nail shops, and most of us black women go to are are not black owned ones. I prefer to go to a black owned one because the level of customer service is different. The conversation is different. The networking is different. Opposed to me being in somewhere where someone can barely even speak my language and probably is sitting next to the person talking about me in their language, you know, or saying something negative about me. But I don't know these things. I don't know what they're saying. I don't speak their language. So I prefer just not to. <laughs> like I really prefer to go to black owned spots. Now, I do know that every black-owned spot that you go to is not necessarily going to have the best customer service, but I'm very open and very honest when it comes to that. Like, I would tell, I would actually speak to an owner like, yo, you know, woman to woman, black woman to black woman, let me tell you about my experience and let me tell you why I didn't like my experience and how as a people, like, we have to do better. And I have no problem saying that. I don't have no problem writing a review for you, putting it in the comment box because at the end of the day, I want us all to succeed and I want us all to grow and to be the best that we can be. And if we're just letting it go unsaid and we just telling our friends about our bad experience and not telling the person that is the man or the manager or telling like the the person who can actually fix or adjust whatever it is that you have an issue with, that's the time. That's the time to give that feedback, to talk to that person, especially like, you know, I wanna I wanna keep coming here. I wanna keep giving you my business, but I'm not gonna be able to if this is the type of service or this is the type of treatment that I'm receiving. And it's okay with being open and honest. And I know a lot of times we just throw in, throw in the towel and just say, fuck it. And just like, you know what, I'm not coming here no more. Um, but sometimes they don't know and I'm gonna be honest like when people are certain so used to doing things a certain way when you don't actually speak up and tell them they get stuck in their ways and if you constantly got people that's overlooking 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 and not saying anything then of course these businesses are going to remain the same like you got to speak up you got to speak out we go out and we protest and we say what's not right you could do that in a business especially if you like them like why not like why not speak up and say something or suggest that they have a suggestion box like y'all should put a suggestion box right here I think it'll make y'all real like I think it'll increase your business I think it'll do this like I'm always throwing I've seen it before I've said I, I told a black owned business before that, that they needed to have a suggestion box and when I came back they actually had a suggestion box sitting right there because it just makes sense people don't know especially when you first starting out not even starting right now when like when you're building a business you're not gonna think of everything you're so freaking busy doing everything from across the board and trying to really really get it to where it is that you lose sight of certain things that are important and a lot of times that customer service component is what gets lost sight of so we have to as the consumer be okay with being vocal and being aware because we went I, I know me like my family my friends we go nowhere we don't like it I'm gonna tell you I'm going to tell you through your service. I'm going to tell you through my tip. Like, I'm going to tell you why. Like, it just makes more sense to do it that way. And you'll get a lot more out of someone. Um, and the businesses itself will get a lot more out of someone if they actually are receptive to the feedback. So as a business owner, you do have to be receptive to the things that you can change about yourself. I am not perfect. I never have been a perfect business owner. All I do is strive and try to make sure that I'm doing the things that I think is right and what I can do to make myself as a better business owner. So I'm constantly asking for feedback. I'm constantly asking people to tell me what they like, what they don't like. So I think that's pretty much it today. I don't want to talk you guys' ear off about customer service. I just wanted to give you like some solid tips on like what needs to happen, things that you can change, things that you can add, and um, just leave that like on the table. I can throw them out one more time, like the eight actual things that you have to do just so you guys can remember in the long run. 
when it comes to customer service, it's not that hard. So just to run it back for you guys one more time, it is the number one thing to do is to make sure that you're answering your phone and that you're responsive via text, via email, via DM. Make sure you're very clear about the best way to contact you and maybe even put somewhere like all texts and emails are answered Mondays and Tuesdays or they're answered Wednesdays or send your comments then and just be very um like transparent about when you do get to those things. The next one is number two is don't make promises unless you'll keep them. So do not overextend yourself. It's okay to say no if you're not able to do something. Um, make sure you, I guess I want to say kind of like make sure that when it comes to making promises and stuff like that, if you can do it to make sure it aligns with your schedule, don't feel pressured to have to give someone an answer right away. You could always tell someone that you're going to get back to them and then give them an answer on whether you can do something or not. Number three is to listen to your customers. You're not, you don't know everything, and sometimes the consumer knows a lot too. <laughs> I've had that situation for me as well. I've even ordered a dress and um, the person didn't know that I was a designer as well. And I was able to pick out every single thing that was wrong on the dress and be able to give her that feedback. I never gave it to her in a rude or mean way. I told her exactly what I felt was wrong and she respected it as a designer because you just never know who your consumer is. You never know who's buying from you. I don't have to buy anything from anyone because I can make anything that I want but I choose to buy from people because I choose to support the business that are surrounding me the businesses that are next to me and the business that are like mine so definitely definitely just please make sure you listen to your customers because you just never know who 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 they know who is purchasing from you and how eventually they might be able to benefit your business like there are investors everywhere um, number four is to deal with complaints in a timely manner um, and also to deal with them uh, with a, having a solution oriented thing and to not have a negative stance on how they paid or which way they paid to make sure that you're dealing with complaints the proper way. Um, be helpful more than anything else, regardless of what the profit sector is or how much it was, because at the end of the day, you set that pricing strategy, you set that retail strategy. So whatever they're paying is a price that you set. So don't downplay them when you feel like they haven't paid enough because I only charged you. It shouldn't be a I only charged you. There should be a pricing strategy set up that protects you as well as the customer. Number six is to train the people around you and to train yourself to start thinking with integrity when it comes to your business. Put those control methods already in place when it comes to dealing with your business and actually have a set form of how you deal with certain complaints. We've dealt with them most now in our business for a lot. So as you deal with certain situations, record those situations and start making that a part of like your procedure. And then number seven is take that extra step and go the extra mile. Like I said, work it into that cost of goods. That way you're not losing and profit in any way. And number eight is throwing in something extra, whether it be a service, whether it be something down the line that they can use. And I think that overall, those eight things when it comes to customer service will be great. Um, like I think this is not on here, but just the verbiage, like let that verbiage be like a carrying force with anything. Um, like I said, the thing that prompted this episode was something that a customer said, was something that a business owner said to a customer. And what that person actually said was when she asked the question, the business owner said reading is fundamental. That is completely antagonizing you don't speak to customers like that and even as a business owner if you're having a bad day don't feel the need to have to respond right away I have had those and I've also felt like that I have gotten stupid questions or um like not fulfilled questions or like not a lot of information in the question is so confusing but I always try to make sure that 
this person is asking me because they really don't know the answer. And maybe they didn't read it. And people don't always read all of the information before reaching out. But as a business owner, it is your job to make sure that you receive that information and that you respond to it. So if you feel that you're in a bad mood or you're not having the best day or whatever the case may be, um, don't answer. But it's better for you not to answer right away than to answer condescending and then completely be rude to a potential customer, a potential buyer. That's something that you would never want to do. Or have your name out there like as a rude business owner. And I don't, I don't want to work with them. I don't want to deal with them because that's not cool. So I hope that um, those tips were helpful. And I really hope that, you know, as a people that we can continue to rise in the black fashion industry and continue to buy black no matter what it is. And I really hope that everyone is really thinking about themselves as a business owner and looking back at situations where they possibly could have done something better or changed and just continue to grow and to move forward and to be the best business owner you can. Make sure the people around you are and um, just keep striving for greatness so um thank you guys for tuning in um like i said uh send your questions to black and fashion um black and fashion podcast at gmail.com if you guys ever have any topics or anything in particular that you guys want me to talk about or address um if you ever had any issues or personal stories or situations that you would like me to tell you what I would have done in that situation or a good way to kind of work through it you're welcome to send me those as well I'll answer them to the best of my ability um make sure you guys follow the black and fashion podcast page um feel free to comment and like and if you have any feedback on the episodes I'd love for you guys to send in a review on apple um, on spotify um iHeartRadio, google everything you guys are welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I'll have be giving out black and fashion t-shirts soon. I just wanted to see if you guys like them first, <laughs> if you would even wear them. And then I'll actually get some made, but I just got one made for myself. Um, but it's a movement, and um, just keep striving for it. No, not, no, I'm going to get out of here, and I'm going to get some food. Uh, stay black. Peace out. <laughs>